you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL Podcast dropped out of the school of hard knocks welcome back to another edition of the around the nfl podcast my name is dan hansis and i am joined by a room filled with heroes mark sessler chris wessling and greg rosenthal what's up boys hey dan how exciting today's (laughs) podcast sponsored of course by hyundai driven jesus not sponsored Driven by Hyundai. Are the suits coming for me, Sid? You caught yourself just in time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, this is a this is a special show. There's we're, there's some unfinished business, put it that way, that we're going to tend to on today's show. And I don't know if the resolution is going to be positive or negative, uh, but mm. we're. I'm just come out and say it. I'm not going to have one car brother in today. We're going to have both car brothers, David in studio, Derek mm. via satellite slash Skype. And we're going to work out this this uh, situation, Greg, which is both of us being blocked. <laughs> and we're going to see what happens. I Listen. And Mark, you, if you're the third brother, Hector, you got to be a little Hector Carter, feeling a little, just a little left out. He's banged in a big spot. In fact, he's probably blocked us as well after he hears this podcast. Uh, Mark, you said before the show that that you felt that this would be a potential grovel scenario. I don't plan on groveling. I think it's going to be a real conversation. Well, no, you said that you you don't plan on groveling, and I said any further. <laughs> I mean, we've wrangled these guys in studio to essentially unblock you. I think that from from where you take it from here is how we'll, how you'll be judged. Well, it's how you. Per- it's all about how you perceive it. I I'm not having Derek on the show to unblock us. I'm having Derek on the show. We got to talk. I like that. We have to talk. That's all. It's a peace accord potentially. Man to man. It's detente. I, I can only speak for myself. Greg, maybe we'll grovel. I don't know. I will definitely not grovel. I've, I don't know. You know, I felt I, – I feel like if he wanted to block us, 
he he should be allowed to block us in peace. That was my initial. I mean, Craig has seemed more at peace with this entire thing. Of <laughs> at two at of stance, you, because that's how I don't want if I if I chose to block someone or Wes, you know, block someone. It's, you got to take your block. I don't. I I am curious certainly to find out what we did, and I have my theory on it. So I will. I'll try to throw that Definitely out to share. Derek and 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 see if if it's right. I think yeah. I think for me, maybe what has stuck with me is. <laughs> If you're going to take a block, you're going to take a block. But I'd like to know why. I mean, I didn't even fo- I didn't even follow him on Twitter, so it's same like- here. It was, it was stunning, truly stunning. And I knew he didn't follow me either before the block. I think there's at least you know the old forty five fifty five percent chance here <laughs> that he doesn't know why he blocked you, and you're oh, not yeah. gonna, you're not going to be Possible. satisfied. I feel like it's ninety ninety five five there, but we'll see. Ninety five. Now that's a new one too. Ninety five five. You hear 80-20 a lot, sometimes 90-10. 99. That's strong. 99, you hear a lot. 95-5. I'm bringing 45-55 back like you brought Dean Screen. I, I respect it. <laughs> I like 45-55. Yeah. It's because 60-40 is a little heavy-handed. Right. At 50, not everything's even. Right. Or you could say everything is 50-50. You could look at it, you know, both ways. It's one way to look at it. 51 and a half, 48 and a half. <laughs> It's going to be harder to catch on. Is that is that 100? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is it? 51, 48. Wait, I, yes. thought that, I thought that was a – this is a bit. No, this is this real. Is a bit. 51 thought, and a half. I thought it would be fifty. Forty eight oh, and 51 and would be 99, and then you got two halves, which equal one, 99 plus one, 100. <laughs> yeah, famously you scored a few points less than 41 and a half. Uh, I did. I got a 39. Math test. A 39 on a state-mandated math test uh, in the state of New York. Uh, back in the mid-90s. Anyway, so, yes, a little later in the show, we'll have the, the Carr brothers on and, and uh, talk. We're going to talk. Nothing else can be promised. Uh, we will also uh, welcome into the studio, this is exciting, Lance Zerline, uh, one of the NFL Network, NFL.com uh, draft gurus, draft now eight days away. Uh, so Lance will come in and uh, we'll uh, chat with him about you know, something now that we're all kind of plugging into it, things that that we're curious about, uh, 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 you know, in terms of draft storylines. That's fun. You get if you're going to talk draft, it's good to have Zerline because the guy does the work. He puts in the work. So we're going to do that. Unlike anyone, someone else you're saying or I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know that industry too well. I'm sure there are people that are okay. uh, well known or well regarded that actually don't put in the work and they kind of get away with it. Lance, Do they have an in-house podcast? I'm I, not going to be ignored, Dan. I just – no comment. That's a hard no comment. And uh, we'll also do some news. So uh, that's today's show. By the way, Sid, how are you? I'm great. Excited. Are you excited about this? Yeah, I'm buzzing. I think it's going to be – well, it, it could go anyway, really. Sid And Sid did all of the legwork to, to make this happen with the cars. Let's – before we – you know, hand out the lollipops. Let's make sure it all works out. But uh, Sid, yeah, hopefully, we don't have to record this whole section of the podcast when it all goes down in flames. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just stay positive for now. Let's do some news. Leave Tom Brady alone. Leave him alone. He's a great guy. <laughs> we'll get to that. But we have a lot of Patriots news to get to, uh, and the first bit of Patriot news is. As grim as it gets, I mean, you want to talk about your, your tragedies. Aaron Hernandez, whose entire life has turned into, turned into a tragedy as he went from multimillionaire 
football player to uh, want to be a gangbanger and, and got convicted of murder a couple of years back, just recently acquitted of a double murder, but still was uh, facing life in prison without parole. His life is now over. Uh, he died the early Wednesday morning after hanging himself in a prison cell in Massachusetts. Prison officials uh, confirmed 27 years old, found in a cell um, this coming uh, he was transported to the hospital but pronounced dead an hour later. He had been in a single-cell uh, unit in the general population uh, of the maximum security state prison uh, where he had been confined since being convicted of the murder of Odin Lloyd. And uh, now um, Aaron Hernandez is gone. And, uh, Mark, we'll start with you on this. I mean, it was one of the most outrageous stories in the history of the NFL and for it to end this way it's just like the closing the book on one of the darkest chapters uh in NFL history yeah I I mean first thought when I saw it this morning before coming to work was it's simply the grimmest final chapter to one of the most severe kind of fall from grace if you want to if you want to call it that for an athlete he was at the height and he had a chance to go so much higher with this team as a very talented unusual NFL player and the personal demons, the life outside and off the field completely dissembled and took it away. I mean, it's, it's the, one of the worst stories that we've encountered in the NFL ever in It'd our life. The worst, right? I mean, it's, I mean, how do you beat that? There are a lot of bad ones. This one is, un, is pretty unprecedented. There's been some Gruden ones. Ray Carruth. I mean, it wasn't a player that was known as well and, and everything. There's been some grim ones. You know, when I, when I saw this, maybe it's just like hitting out or whatever, but I immediately was getting annoyed with the, well, my take on this is, it's like, you, you, we don't, you don't need to have a take on a guy committing suicide, like a murderer committing suicide. Like, you can just not say anything. People had takes? I mean, just like, I don't know, there's some, you know, celebratory you know something there's others there's people telling you how to feel it's just like the guy killed himself you don't need you don't need to say anything yeah i I had a lot of time to reflect on this and it's a natural uh event to reflect upon because i woke up at 3 30 in the morning and right when it was all going down and and bill belichick said last week in that word association game he used the word tragedy just as dan did in introducing the news and i got to thinking why is it a tragedy Everybody he came into contact with loses in his life. His fiance, who is devoted to him and loyal, loses. He commits suicide. His daughter, who shows up in court, loses. His brother, who has basically had identity theft, loses. Patriots fans lose. The NFL loses. The guys he murdered, Odin Lloyd, loses. The relationship between Odin Lloyd's sister and or Odin Lloyd's fiance and and Aaron Hernandez's fiance lose. The two guys who got murdered the immigrants from Cape Verde. Everybody loses who comes into contact with this guy because he's a broken man. He he was broken when his father died, and he never came to grips with it. He earned a $40 million contract, had a mansion, a beautiful fiancé, died alone in a 7 by 10 box as the ultimate concession that his life was a failure. I mean, this, it, this stuff is you almost can get caught up in that how – grim and cinematic it is fox 25 news in in boston just wrote how he he cut his finger 
and he wrote on his forehead in blood, John 3.16, and the Bible was open to that verse oh my God. underneath him. I mean, if you wrote this story, you would never... If someone made this a movie, no one would ever believe this. The Dan Wetzel wrote a piece this morning for Yahoo, which I recommend everyone check out. It's just kind of a... He was there at the trial throughout the last couple of weeks. He was just found not guilty, as you mentioned, Dan. And uh, it was an incredible uh, piece of writing and sounded like he knew how alone he was in the world at this point, that no no family, just about even even his fiance and, and daughter, no one really was showing up there day to day. He was all on his own. I'll read the last paragraph from the, the column because it is, if you read one thing on this, it should be the, the Wetzel column. Soon it ended for Aaron Hernandez, the tragic star of the, of the NFL, who had it all and chose evil, who was given everything but delivered misery, a monster in the middle of the night dangling from a prison bedsheet. I mean, there was Maron. one new piece of information which I got from Albert Breer's column today. In February of two thir- 2013, around the Combine, a couple of months before all of this went down, Aaron Hernandez asked Bill Belichick for a trade. Because the heat was so strong in Connecticut, he had shot that guy Alexander Bradley in the eye. His life was on the line. He asked Belichick for a trade, and Belichick's like, "No, I can't do that, but we can try to do a few other, few other things." Like, it, Belichick knew that something was going on with him. Um, and it is, you know, ironic that on the on the day that Hernandez kills himself, the Patriots are at the White House, uh, and they're celebrating. Uh, their latest Super Bowl conquest, and it is, it is, it, it's kind of a weird thing to seg into, but it is, it does add to just how wild the whole situation is. Well, Hernandez um, is dying. You have then the viral stories of Gronk invading Sean Spicer's press conference with a goofy smile and asking, <laughs> asking, asking this overmatched press secretary if, if uh, you know, he needed any help, uh, and then, uh, and then the Patriots, who, by the way. 34 Patriots attended this event and 34 passed on it. So people were – and Tom Brady bailed at the last second, citing a family – 50-50, West still in play. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, citing a, some family responsibilities. Uh, that he was attending uh, the anniversary. Which, by the way – Or his mom was in town in Boston, and they were celebrating the 48th anniversary. This Tom Brady, who got himself in some trouble by having the Keep America Great or Make America Great Again hat in his locker and then got uh, building and building heat about his Trump alliance, uh, it's a little coincidental that the day of the event where there could be no ramp up in in terms of scrutiny, he says, oh, by the way, I have something to do with my family. I'm not going to this. Tommy didn't want to be anywhere near Donald Trump, who never brought up Tom Brady's name once. That part uh, of it tells you a lot. That part of it. Because I think we were all debating whether Tom Brady's decision not to go had anything to do with Trump, or maybe it didn't. And when I don't think he made up their anniversary date. I would just say that when Trump no, doesn't, when Trump doesn't, doesn't mention mean it's not an excuse, the greatest quarterback on earth and the author of the greatest comeback we've seen in the NFL once during the entire White House visit, it tells you a lot about Trump and maybe what's gone down with with all these guys. Let's hear what uh, Mr. Trump had to say. And then the coach said, "Let's go for three. He's losing by so much. He said, let's go for three. And I say, what is he doing? That was a great decision, Coach. <laughs> I tell him that all the time. <laughs> I tell him that all the time. Right. I think uh, Trump, I believe, is referring to the Super Bowl when the Pats were down. 28-9. 28-9, the decision to, to kick the field goal instead of 
going for it, which turned out to be absolutely the right decision given how things uh, turned out. But, uh, yeah, so the half the Patriots, it still costs me sandwiches, uh, but it, it does – I at least can – I feel good knowing that there was some fire to the smoke in my general uh, I almost prop. think you should there- get – you should get uh, you should cost you half a sandwich because it, well in a way but not, we never pay these things out anyway so who cares how many sandwiches <laughs> we're gonna is. start though well, all right we'll start, start fresh on that but you you were absolutely right in the fact that this this visit would be so markedly different than any other of these what seem million a million years ago traditional White House visits where the entire team and all the staff show up wait but that's that's it's not much a different. narrative it's not different carry the water. I mean, it's, I'm not. I I'm disappointed. Different. I wish you were. You won the bet, and that more people didn't show up. And I appreciated Chris Long and Devin McCourty and Alan Branch who explained why they didn't show up. I would have been thrilled if five people showed up. But forcing a narrative when the facts don't support it is silly. In 2004, they had 35 people show up. In 2005, they had 25 people show up. Uh, two years ago, they had 50. So it was much different than that. But I think okay, you know the I mean, re. Okay, but the reason, but That's no one bad. made any reason in 2004, 2005 when they had 25 people. The reason people didn't go the second year, because a lot of them had already done it before, which is true of this thing. I mean, the reality is, who knows? I would say in this case, though, the right? absence is literally the exact same I'm amount of people. I'm very surprised you're taking this tack, by the way. I'm annoyed. I wish they didn't. I wish they this had made the first a statement. Time, this is the first time Greg's taken ownership of his team, of his uneasiness with his team. Oh, well, his team being in bed with Donald Trump. Well, let's be honest. It was. It's been. A, it's a terrible day for the Patriots. The fact that Aaron Hernandez, the guy who is synonymous, really when he came in with Rob Gronkowski, you know those two guys put up twenty two hundred yards together when they're you know twenty two years old. That he committed suicide on the same day that Robert Kraft is going on and on comparing the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history with the toughness and the unlikeliness of Donald Trump winning the presidency. I mean, he went he went on about that for a minute, and I'm sure a lot of people are watching that are like, "Oh my God, my skin is crawling right now." I have a major distaste in my mouth that more than two or three people showed up to this thing. I have been pretty supportive of the Patriots because I respect their outfit, but it's hard for me to reconcile those feelings because I I don't know. Alan Branch had really good reasons, and like you said, Chris Long and Devin McCourty, I wish a few more of these guys would have known those and appreciated those reasons why not to support Donald Trump. There is more uh, Patriots news to get to, so let's go to it. Uh, Malcolm Butler uh, has signed his one-year tender from the Patriots uh, that that carries a salary of three point nine one million for the twenty seventeen season. Wes, he was holding out hope that he'd get paid, considering he is a Super Bowl hero, considering he is a a top cornerback. But it looks like he's taking on a different strategy now. Yeah, he realized that big payday wasn't coming, and it's kind of tricky for him because he's older than a lot of players are when they're going when they're one year when they're one year away from their first chance at free agency. He's going to be twenty. I believe 28 when he reaches the market, or 27. He came into the league as a 24-year-old undrafted free agent, which puts him in a bind. So you don't blame him for trying to get paid, but no one was willing to give up a first-round pick and a big contract to do it. Greg, do you think he's on the team uh, week one? Still, think, I know you thought he would be. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, this the signing doesn't change anything well now they can't I feel like him. it's about 55 45 I mean the, the <laughs> there it is again <laughs> the, is that a purpose a lot of yes, agendas of course okay. it's on purpose <laughs> I don't know it might be just gaining within all of our subconscious it's a natural now. number to use it's a nice quality number on both ends it makes sense for 
in my mind for them to keep him. So that's why I think they will. Uh, in other news, Super Bowl hero James White uh, has signed a three-year contract extension. Rap Sheet reported uh, today the contract worth $12 million includes $4.69 million guaranteed. Uh, and uh, also in running back news, the Patriots extended a two-year $6.4 million offer sheet to Bills running back uh, Mike Gillisley. Uh, Rap Sheet also reported that. That includes $4 million in the first year. Mark, this is a Patriots team that already has Deion Lewis, uh, and they brought in Rex Burkhead, and they're probably losing LeGarrette Blunt. But we have, I guess this closes the door on LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, I, it closes the door on needing LeGarrette Blunt the same way that you did a month ago. And I kind of love what they're doing. They're sealing up position groups with a lot of competition for a team that if you don't decide to trade – Jimmy Garoppolo, and it sounds like they won't at this point. You don't have a lot of draft picks. You're not going to be able to mine the market for one of the top running backs and, and shore that up. So this is what you did to the I – like, I understand that people, the Bills fans, get frustrated with linking this to what happened last year when they took Chris Hogan away from the Bills. But in, in my mind, it's very similar. You're self-scouting inside your own division, taking a talented player away in this running back – Straight from Buffalo. And Buffalo, it's at a price where Buffalo won't match it. They won't deal with it. And if this works out for the Patriots, and I fully expect it to, Bills fans are back in the deepest hell once again. I mean, are we, we going to go uh, crazy about this? I guy? am, because Chris Hogan, you could annoying. Chris Hogan a year ago was, you could, you could have the argument, well, Chris Hogan was not someone that blew up with the Bills. You saw a little bit of promise. Oh, I already... And we've already seen today Bills fans trying to talk themselves into Chris Hogan didn't have that good of a year for the Patriots. Whatever. Right. He was on a Super Bowl team. He had 180 starter. yards and two touchdowns right. in the he AFC He led the league in yards per, he per did reception. Ex- he, you couldn't have asked yeah. him to do more. He had he's 330 yards in the playoffs. Patriots identified a player who was underutilized and underappreciated in your scheme with your coaches and got the most out of him. And and they think they can do that with Mike Gillisley. And even though James White and Mike Gillisley – have the same title running back, they don't play the same position. No. Mike Gillisley runs the ball. James White catches the ball. In today's NFL, those are different positions. He's a younger – he's not similar to Blunt, but he's essentially going to be in a role where he's doing between the tackles. And I don't think he's going to get 300 carries, but he did pop off the screen last year. We talked about Gillisley on this podcast. He had more 20-yard runs. I saw – he had seven 20-yard runs, which is among the top 10 in the league – more than David Johnson. It's more than Le'Veon Bell in 100 carries. Now, you can't expect that to happen over and over, but he, he showed some serious juice uh, on that team, and he'll be a good role player. This comes with caveats. Offensive lines, sure, uh, small sample sizes, but Gillisley and Rex Burkhead were number one and two in Football Outsiders metrics for running backs last year. And to make uh, room, salary cap room to hopefully secure Gillisley, uh, Greg, uh, Danny Amendola took his annual haircut. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think that's three straight years. It might be four that he's taken a pay cut every year. He, But he might be paid more this year than last year because he was due to get paid. The last year of his contract called for, I believe, $6.4 million, and he never had any chance of seeing that. Well, he's not going to – unless people get hurt, logically, it's going to be – he's going to take a haircut in terms of targets. He is, what, number five on the depth chart? I'm trying to do it in. It's all right. He'll come up big in the Super Bowl. And he again, a great example. I like what he, I like what this guy's doing because too many guys, their egos get in their way, and they want to make the most money possible. So they'll go sign else. They'll say, "No, I won't take a pay cut. You get cut. 
you make more money in your next location, but then you're cut a year later because you're with a bad quarterback, and then you sign for the league minimum with the Patriots two years later. Just make your money and stay home with the best quarterback ever. If you if you go up and down Roto World each day at this time of year, players are taking pay decreases. He's not the only one, but there is. It's not just that. And this this podcast at this point could be on Patriots.com for all we know. But like, it it I is. Don't know if there is the something Hernandez a little bit stuff. different about wanting to stay in New England, have the chance to go to win another Super Bowl, have a chance for everything that comes with that, versus going to, let's say you end up in some third-place team in the NFC South and no one ever hears from you again. Well, it's not it's far from certain that he would get paid any more money by any other team. The Patriots know how to use him, and he's more perfect for Tom Brady than other, any other quarterback. So I think that's hand-in-glove there. How can I mean, they, have, they have six guys at receiver, assuming Matthew Slater, who's a pro bowler, you know, special teamer, makes the team. They have six guys that, if Amendola made it, are like locked, locked in. So he might not even be a total lock to make the team. But Everyone, injuries can don't. happen. Yeah, all that, right. I mean, a lot of stuff can happen. Mark, how come you said pay decrease and not haircut? How come you weren't getting in the haircut buzzword? My apologies. No, no apologies. I actually like the idea of it being called a haircut much more than a pay decrease, so bad on me. Mike, uh, Mark got a nice haircut recently. I think it looks good. You went to your, your little lady in the, uh, on Venice Boulevard, didn't you? It's a different person every time, so I wouldn't but you categorize like, it as a little lady. You like the ladies with the clippers over there, don't you? It's mostly <laughs> female people that cut hair over there, yeah. I like the price. Yeah. And I like, I like the whole vibe of the place. Clip, clip, clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, give me a break. Next up, <laughs> a little hard knock stock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could read all about it. On NFL.com, the end around column of the week is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being named. Uh, they announced it in a press conference today. They are the hard knocks team this, this August on HBO. Five episodes starting August 8th through September 5th. And um, to me, a welcome uh, a choice. I think we're all in agreement on that as the Bucks is a, a team that's on the rise potentially. Whereas last season where you really, uh, there was a sense of dread and a dark cloud hanging over the LA Rams. Uh, even as hard knocks was ongoing, it just didn't, nothing felt right. Not about that season in terms of an entertainment product, not with that team, not with the head coach. Uh, and with the Bucks, that's, it's a different vibe. I think it's, Greg, this is a good choice. I know you love the Bucks, so you have to be happy about this. I think it's a perfect choice. You know, Dirk Cotter doesn't get me excited, so you'd want a great head coach. So that, but he could be, he still could be quotable. He could be a guy who drop, you know, drops some sneak f bombs. He could sneak up on you. But Jameis Winston, I think, will be a fun player to watch for the five weeks. I think Deshaun Jackson is a delight to add to this mix. You possibly have the Doug Martin uh, redemption. Type now, of story be, going on. I got a tweet. I don't know if it's accurate, so you guys could fill me in. Is Doug Martin allowed to be at the training camp? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. Even though he's suspended. I got some erroneous information on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I, the piece I wrote, I had the Jameis Winston show. I think he is basically catnip for the Hard Knocks producers. If they can have a young, charismatic quarterback, it's almost like getting an early round fantasy draft pick where you get David Johnson or somebody like that. And you have that sense of security. At least I got this guy. So he's they're a gonna, talker. He's a talker. He's fun. If you watch some of his pep speech, pep talks to his team. And he's also an imperfect guy, as we know, uh, both his off the field stuff. And even recently when he tried to give some advice to the youth of America in that classroom and, and told 
uh, girls to know their place in society, it seemed. So he, he, it makes him maybe not a perfect man, but a perfect subject for this type of documentary treatment. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking forward to – guys, you know this. Wes, you know what Daddy's excited about. Tavas? Well, Tavas are back. Mike Smith's back in the picture. Oh, the kicker competition. Kicker competition oh, yeah. on premium cable. I cannot I cannot tell you how excited when it clicked in my mind yesterday while I was writing this piece that we're going to actually get a boots-on-the-ground viewpoint of this. Think about it. Greg, think about it. You have Nick Folk, who got, as you wrote about recently, uh, 750K guaranteed. That almost seems like it guarantees he's going to make the team. Roberto Aguayo, a second-round pick, arguably – in danger of becoming one of the worst busts in the last 30 years. Mm. I hate this for for him. He Imagine the Aguayo. pressure I, on him. I, well, that's what I was going to say. He must because hate it. Coming out of what happened last season where all this stuff on camera was such a mess, he's already going to be under the microscope. Now he's on HBO, and if there's any sort of blip on the radar, he's it's playing out every week in front of all sorts of people that wouldn't even be watching it otherwise. Uh, people that love the show because it's great entertainment, and it just puts him right in the pressure cooker even that much more. So good we, television, terrible for the person. We have – but good for television. Good for television. That's great. Jason Light, who, who pulled the trigger on that uh, decision to draft Aguayo, there is a scenario, Wes, in play where cameras are in his office when he tells Roberto Aguayo, sorry, man, this is not going to work out. We both got banged in a big spot here, and I apologize. Could make for riveting television. It might be your favorite scene since Chad Johnson was cut. That was that was great TV, too. I mean, the, the circumstances around Johnson's uh, domestic violence incident made it kind of not a great situation, but great television to watch. So a lot of things. Gerald McCoy, even with his kind of surprising comments this week, about how he, he kind of puts a lot of the Bucks' struggles in recent years on himself. He's, He's a compelling be a guy. Man. He, he could be an interesting guy. His eighth year, never been to the playoffs. Wes was rolling Sorry. his eyes a little bit when we were talking up Winston as a camera guy. Well, look, I have <laughs> one major reservation about this fit, and Dan's article talked me off the ledge a little bit, but okay. if, if, the re- if there is one reservation, it's Jameis Winston, that he's already – on the brink of being one of these players who every time he opens his mouth, editors across America make writers <laughs> write whatever quote it is as if it's important. That's how you and get now on once you get on hard knocks, abs- that's going to seal it. Like every time Jabez Winston says a word, we got to write about it. He's going to be like Victor Cruz or yeah, baby. Cam Newton. Ely will have us writing up everything Jameis Winston says. It's not going to be important at all. That's Dan's job, though. Yeah, it's, it's going to be on me. <laughs> By the way, the – Am I feeling, sensing that P.S. is going to be attached to Jameis Winston's name potentially by the end of the summer? Preening Schmo. Oh, I don't, oh how I don't, dare I don't, you. I don't, I don't know about that. that. I don't think – I think <laughs> I think Cam Newton is a lot more manufactured and Jameis Winston is genuine. I, I will say one other thing because it seems like a great fit in a lot of ways. But it's like we say it's a great fit, but then we like we acknowledge – that Dirk Cutter's a total wild card. Mike Smith's back on HBO. I don't need that in my life. Here, here's where the challenge lies for me. Last year's Hard Knocks, and I understand that it was not the most compelling group of people they've ever uh, you know, documented, but it was formulaic. It was formulaic to me. Hard Knocks at its heights can be one of the best, and it is the best sports documentary show we've ever seen. But if they fall off and they don't continue to push it and change it and evolve it, it can become something where you can sort of see the episode happening before it happens. And last year with the Rams one, 
I couldn't finish it. It felt like you could, you knew what was coming with each episode. And part of that was the L.A. thing. This is a different part of, t- of the country, a different focus. It, it's got a lot. they got a lot of good things to focus on, but you can't just mail it in. You've got to absolutely make it the best thing you, you've done. You make a good point, a great point. And I, I wrote about the same thing. They kind of drove themselves into a cul-de-sac last year where it just it, they kind of creatively, it seemed like that the Rams being so dreary put the entire production into a bit of a rut. And it did feel from the L.A. Vistas to, all right, what do we do with William Hayes now? Send him to the Dinosaur Museum. It's right, a little bit of Send some guys to Disneyland. Right. It just seemed like they were checking some boxes. So I think this is an important season, I, I think, for Hard Knocks in the sense that uh, peep, there are people that are starting to feel that way about the show, that it maybe mixes things up and changes a little bit of what they're doing, and hopefully that happens. Well, they, they are reliant on the team's drama and surprises. So if a team is a dud, then they get stuck having to manufacture some things. And I think the yep. Rams were uniquely a dud. So if if it, they kind of there's nothing they can do. On some level, it's a documumentary, and right. they just gotta hope that some in, some fun things happen. Right, because the best stuff is develop. surprising. Exactly. The best stuff is organic, and you want to find. You know, I thought this person was boring because of his press conferences or, or just who he is. And then you, fi- you, have a complete, you come out with a completely different idea of this assistant coach that you've never seen before or this player. That's when it shines. It's always the assistant coach. Well, they, because those, <laughs> you know, they, have no ma- they have no voice typically. Um, all right. And finally in the news. So that's good. I'm excited about that. Be writing our uh, episode recaps for the fifth straight year on NFL.com. You're right, Check that, that out. Dan, that you will be the one writing all this stuff while – Hard Knocks is on. Then it will be handed to you, Wes. My position is that this will transform him <laughs> going forward mm. as a player we have to write about every time he opens mm. his mouth. Wes so has right. legitimate career concerns <laughs> attached to this Hard Knocks. No, I just, I, editors sometimes have to be better at their jobs is all I'm saying. Right? Uh-oh. Are you subtweeting people in the office again? I, now what do you I will say this to any editor's face. Sometimes you have to make the hard decision between being good at your job and begging for clicks. Are you subtweeting the very person that you were throwing praise on not one episode ago? Look, David Ely does an excellent job. I would wow. say sometimes wow. you have to check yourself. Woo. Anybody at any job has to check themselves and say, am I doing this to the best of my ability? <laughs> i tell you what. I am so happy that I'm not Chris Wessling's editor. That you can get on this man's radar, and he will be. You got to be able up. to take the heat. He's, hey, he's I know. Heat. I learned this. No one said I was going to be easy, but I'm going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put out crap articles. Uh, it's about me. All right, here we go. Finally, in the news. Uh, oh Trope man. Alert. Uh, here alert. we are again. Trope alert. In fact, I like this lady. I like Trope that lady. Alert. She's sexy. Trope she alert. is. Let's get it out of the way. One of my favorite tropes um, is veteran X colon. I haven't been this healthy in years. Article eight of the uh, 10 trope commandments. And Aaron Rodgers invoked that this week at Packers OTAs. But he also uh, made a reference that's making me think hard whether we need to break out this specific sub trope into its own commandment. And what I'm talking about is quarterback X quits off-season golfing to better <laughs> to better um how do you, how do you put it to better Prepare. maximize to maximize his 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 reps and his maximize his preparation for a new season. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers who 
last year dropped us with the trope uh, that he had um, he was living by the 80-20 rule. Do you remember this? Should be the 55-45. Should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, probably, yeah. I mean, that 55-45 sounds like a lot more fun. But 80-20 rule was eat healthy 80% of the time. The other 20, eat whatever you want. He dropped that last year and was motivated and inspired by Tom Brady, in fact, and it, it caused him to enter camp under 220 pounds. Now he uh, he says, I put in a lot of work in this offseason. As much as I love golf, it's kind of taken a backseat to my workouts, and I'm, in light, I'm as light as I've ever been coming back at this time of year. How about, Mark, if he maybe gets involved with your beach body fest? Why not? How about replace beach something body. that is making you a little doughy, if that's what he was saying he was last year, and replacing that with – getting into prime fitness. Why would you not aim? I don't get any quarterback with an 80-20 rule. I realize he dumped that at some point, but you have the chance. You're already anointed by many as the greatest quarterback. Some feel that way about Aaron Rodgers. What do you do with an 80-20 rule? You got the chance to be the best quarterback on the planet, and you're talking about 80-20, 20% of the time, I'll eat whatever I want. Get your act together. And I mean, I understand the... <laughs> These uh, 80-20 is pretty good. That's, yeah, that's, pretty, it's pretty good for a writer or someone else, not for a, right. not for the best quarterback. On Tom a, Brady's ninety-nine-one. That's these exactly are the kind right. of hard truths and real motivation you get when you hire Mark Sessler as your beast <laughs> body coach. I, I would be fired up. Listen, I'd be like, please. I am dealing with David Ely on another subject, and it's his beach body workouts. And I'm dealing with him on a private a private IM channel about. I, is he that. one of your clients? He is. He's going to do an excellent job, but you gotta you gotta get the fire lit sometimes. He's going to do an excellent job, though. Ely had no idea it was going to be such a big part of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I I get that there's plenty of time in the offseason, and they're young you know, men. We, why tell them what to do with their life? But I'm always a little surprised by just about anyone in the world that has time to go play golf for five hours at a <laughs> time, <wouldn't>. like multiple <laughs> days. Like, where do they get this time? Couldn't you? I mean, go I used to love golf when I, when I was younger and stuff. That just seems, it seems like an insane thing. I'm going to go spend six hours doing this. Well, how about this? Why does, no? why does anything it's take so long? Why does anything take six it's hours? Anything long. Well, there's a reason why golf is probably at all-time low levels of popularity that people just can't wrap their heads around devoting a day to anything anymore. Also, it's just not that fun. Uh, many would uh, I disagree. disagree. I, I, I don't like golf, but I can understand. I, actually I know a lot of people that do. I loved I loved playing it when I was younger. It just seems like a, cra a crazy thing to do a par three. as a grown-up. Uh, nine holes, par three. I'm fine. Yeah. Give me some beer, and away we go. Take the beer part. Uh, I'll be your caddy while you go. One last – That'd be fun. We could just drink beer together. Yeah. Walk in the, on the grass. In the well, sun. I'll, I'll also be your caddy. You can have two caddies. <laughs> Double up the caddies. I'll play. Sounds like, all right, here we go. Oh, we'll play. Go. You could be Wes Greg's caddy. I'll be Greg's Greg. caddy. But I'm going to come with a lot of advice, Greg. I'm going to come with a lot of beer, Dan. All right, perfect. And uh, one last thing before, before we move on to Lance. I want to address something that popped up a lot uh, on social media after our Monday show. Uh, people said, oh, how you're from a coal town. Uh, and you don't, here, we, here we go. And you don't know what anthracite is, uh, which is a form or a kind of coal, apparently. And I have something to say about that. Where I'm from, coal was coal. It gave us life, and it took it away. It kept the lights turned on, and my daddy coughing all through the night. It's coal, man. The anthracite technicians... They could be found on the other side of the river, behind the big houses and the, and the fancy Cadillacs. Nah. 
I don't know anthracite. I know coal. I am coal. <laughs> really sold it with the faux Neil Young in the background. I was going for Springsteen. I wanted to use the river, <laughs> but we have these arcane, horrific uh, rights issues. Or, or you know, like anyone listening could just magically use Google to find out your town produces no coal, just like you used Google to find out what uh, anthracite is. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, just like the people who tweeted you used Google to find out what the anthracite was. Yeah. I think you put the issue to bed, Dan. Everyone yeah. now accepts the fact that you're a, a son of a coal man from a coal town. There's okay. no issues there at all. And Greg, again, not a good look. <laughs> the man that couldn't even take I'm the, not gonna give up on the this stickers, one. the Rite Aid stickers off the Easter, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> You uh, took some heat you know. about that, I saw. I did take yeah. a lot of heat, and with, it's silly because I'm embarrassed. I made, I sort of, I thought that was possible, but I, I made that up. I looked, <laughs> which is, makes it even worse. I, was say, I went did, and looked. Those, I went and looked. I was talking about the the bunny, and I thought maybe I had done that, but I went and looked, and there was no. Uh, those eggs come no. inside a no, plastic not, pouch that the that, the pouch. I was talking itself. about the special chocolate bunny, kind of like the big one. I thought maybe, but it, you sh- you sound yeah. like Sean Spicer right now. Stop backpedaling. Area man disparage yourself. True. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> Spicy. You've perfected your wardrobe, but what about the stuff not everybody uh, gets to see? What is me undies? Oh, just oh, just seriously soft, feel good undies delivered right to your door. Me undies are designed in LA and made from sustainably sourced micro modal modal a fabric three times softer than cotton. Me undies softer than soft luggage. Undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. Wes, your own personal style. Do you- My underwear style is very basic. Yeah. I have a high bar for which underwear I'm going to wear, mm-hmm. but <laughs> just give me a basic color. I don't need designs on. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to share about this topic? I will say we heard that Mark's wife was a big fan of MeUndies. I got some interesting feedback in my own household. The Paramore is a huge fan of the MeUndies. Yeah, I think it's it's made it's for uh, the other people in the house to enjoy as much as the wearer itself. Well, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, uh, breaking breaking news here. I actually heard from Wes's Paramore, this might be crossing some lines, that if I had not thrown away my MeUndies yet, <laughs> save, them, save them for her. Hello, Dolly. She wants to wear them. I assume because, you know, there's no, there's no way Wes and I would be, you know, different waist size here. She informed me that she, d- she would like to wear the men's <laughs> MeUndies. This has gotten weird. I get it. I get it. And guess what? 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 <laughs> you could save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead. Revamp your underwear drawer. You know what? You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. And I will, gentlemen. I am seeking out a statement from uh, the shadowy league figure that operates in the podcast division on why the offer codes uh, are not individualized by show. I spoke to someone inside the building about that same topic, and the answer was hazy. And I like the other shows. I was just I, I was on the NFL Fantasy Live show just today. Actually. Oh, were you? I like them all. Humble brag. Uh, and and 
Mark, they, they worry now that the three of us have been on the show and you have not been on the show yet, that it could cause some issues, that there might be some radar issues. I would put on. cause into the past tense, caused. It is causing and has caused. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like all the fantasy, I like all the podcasts, but uh, this universal, I, I'm seeking out a statement and an explanation. Let's move on. All right, now it's time to welcome into the studio Maybe for the first time ever in studio, but we've had him on a couple times in the last month or so because he is just a bastion of knowledge when it comes to the draft industrial complex. He is, of course, Lance Zerline, NFL draft analyst for NFL.com, radio host over in Houston, and a man that's on a cocktail of Latrell and hydrochlorothrocide, if you... Uh, plug into his last tweet on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, they, somebody said, what kind of drugs were you on for your last mock? I said, well, it was Lotron hydrochlorothiazide, <laughs> which is it's not one of the sexier cocktails. And coming from Houston, you've got the lean, you know, with the – Sure. sure. But um, – which I, I do not endorse or condone, obviously. Uh, but uh, I was like, yeah, it's not really sexy, but I have some blood pressure cocktail that I'm working on mm, right now. Effective. It's good. Yeah, I don't know if that caused me to have Marlon Humphrey to the Eagles or not – Per se, I think that's what made this particular <laughs> gentleman angry. Well, this is, I mean, now we are eight days out from the draft. Mm -hmm. And I got to imagine, Lance, even though you, you have a full-time radio gig also, this is light at the end of the tunnel for you, right? You're dreaming of living on the beach, and, and you got a big <laughs> vacation planned, I'm sure. something. You actually are very right. So if people actually knew what, what uh, goes into this, I start – I really start during the, the, the fall, but I can't really get started until I get my tape, which is in, in October and then, um, you know, and then it, a lot more in November. And so November is fairly busy. December is very busy. Mm -hmm. January is incredibly hectic and February is just off the charts. And I have to finish all the senior bowl players, shrine game players and combine participants, which are about 400 total guys by the combine. So it's a race. Basically, from November until the end of February to get 400 players done. And that's watching tape on all of them. It's studying them. It's coming up with NFL comparisons for some of them. Um, strengths, weaknesses, uh, draft grade, the the uh, the overall uh, bottom line, as we call sure. it, the draft profile. So it is, I mean, you know, it's 70-hour work weeks between that and radio. And radio is three hours a day. So there's way more that's put into the right. draft from a manpower hour, so manpower standpoint. So, um, you know, it's there for a while. It'll go uh, sixty to seventy-five hours a week for about a six-week period, and it's uh, it's it gets to be a grind. You know, West, your desert consigliere, Spice Rack, who considers himself something of an expert in this realm, is he putting in those type of hours? <laughs> no, and I think I don't even think he would claim to be an expert. Oh, okay. Uh, he's certainly not on Lance's level. Spice Rack just watches the teams he likes to watch. And he generally has pretty good instincts on which players are good, but he's not grinding the tape. But it's not impossible. Like, some people just have an eye for what to look for. Look, if you I know totally what an NFL agree. starter looks like, now, now the specifics of what to look for, yeah, you have to be taught on that. But you can look and see if a guy can play if you know what an NFL starter looks like. If you know what a good NFL starter, an average, and a below average, you can place a guy and say, this guy is going to be an average or above average NFL starter. Now, if they say, okay, what are his weaknesses? Well, you might not be able to break them all down. But, I mean, I, that's why I think this fuss about it, you have to be some kind of draft guru to know who can play or whatever – no, if you watch a lot of NFL football, you know what it looks like. Sure. All right. I would offer one take here that the world does not need any more draft gurus. Should we just lock no, it Lance down? has got it covered. Yeah, we <laughs> got it covered. Move the sticks. You know, there, there's plenty of them. Twitter is Mostly lousy. Mostly Lance, though. 
Mostly Lance. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk because we don't. Yeah. Lance is such a busy man. They fly him in and then they have him running around in his fancy designer suits. Oh, one yeah. set to another. So right now we got him in his T-shirt his JKL McConaughey T. Um, so, Mark, why don't you get us going? Throw something at Lance. Let's, yeah. let's, well, here, let's fly. Wes mentioned before we got on here that we are we, this group here. We're starting our draft prep. About now. Anyone tells Stick you otherwise? Yourself. Well, exactly. <laughs> so anyone else tells you otherwise, they're, they're lying to you. We're, we're digging in, and I'm starting to feel things, not based on watching any tape. I'm just feeling emotions. <laughs> Long-time suffering Browns fan. Stuff's starting to bubble up. And I'm starting to get attached to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I understand that, the, you know, volatile reactions to him. The guy's got a cannon arm. Other people say mechanics all over the place. It's going to take him years, maybe millennia, <laughs> eons, to become an NFL starter. No one would possibly put him on the field. But then you watch the Gruden thing with him. Gruden loves him. Coach Favre compares him to Favre, says he has rare stuff. What's your take on him? Where could he go? How high could he go? Mark's fired up. I am. Well, I, he wants, yeah. he wants he's ex- Answer carefully. To me, here. he is exciting. That's what he's exciting. This is, this so, is a man that – Cried on camera uh, when they drafted Johnny Manziel. Maybe not cried. Was it? it was I have no credit. I have no credibility. Joy. Well, when it happened, uh, joy. unbridled joy. joy. It wasn't I'm, crying. No, I'm, I'm Mark joy. got emotional. We have it on YouTube. Uh, now he's looking for the quarterback that actually can lead the. So, so just just very quickly, I was at the 14 draft sitting with the draft with the fans, and when Johnny Manziel was drafted, that was a big deal. The, the Texans had the first pick of the draft. I was there covering it for the right. radio station and for draft purposes. And as soon as Johnny Manziel went, the place was bananas. It was way bigger than the first pick. It was the biggest pick of the whole draft. And Browns fans were up there. And one guy, as soon as he was picked, a lot of Browns fan were, fans were excited and clapping. And there was one guy up there who just said, what have we done? What have we done? And I've got it on tape. It's the sensible great. one. And another guy's like, was that Jimmy Haslam? a terrible pick. <laughs> it wasn't Jimmy Haslam. But um, – so Mahomes, I think Mahomes is a guy that you have to – first of all, he has to prove that he can be the first quarterback outside of Jared Goff still, you know, we've got to find out, that he can be the first air raid quarterback to succeed. One of the things that's a big killer, I talked to a team that just said Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, they are completely lost on running game and protections, calling protections to the offensive line. Right. It's like at a zero mm. because they just don't know because they're not asked to do it. So that's – you know, that can't really, they learn that, though? If yes, it can be learned, but it, it can't be learned just like that. That is something, not to mention footwork under center, calling plays. In he the has huddle. a weird uh, stance under center from what I saw, too. Yeah, well, because he's probably not done it. Because seven on seven so big now, you're already working from shotgun by the time you're three years old. Daniel Jeremiah's got his kid at two years old working with a throwing specialist. Well, I mean, he's not preparing his children properly for the future. I'm not going to be ignored, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So, no, so uh, honestly, no, in all in all likelihood, I think Mahomes, everyone knows, you know, he's got to be a year away. I think any of those guys coming out of that offense and really any of the quarterbacks in this draft are at least a year away and, and in some cases maybe two years hmm. away. Is there enough patience in that Browns organization to nurture a quarterback? That's the question. Absolutely not. <laughs> what else we got? Wes, you let's, got something for the old Lance Bomb? Let's stick in quarterback. There's yeah. one in the news today because John Gruden loves him and – Pittsburgh's quarterback, Nathan Peterman. Lance has been writing about him for a while. You like him. I saw Kirk Cousins' name. I think maybe you've used Derek Carr's name with him. How good is he, and do we overrate arm strength and athleticism in quarterback prospects? It's overrated depending on the scheme. So if you put Peterman in a timing-based scheme. um, Like Cleveland. 
Yeah, like yeah, like like Cleveland. Absolutely. If you if, if there's certain teams like Peterman is is isn't even going to be on the board in all likelihood for a team like Arizona. You know, Arians wants to push the ball. You need to have some arm. That's not where he would fit. You stick him with uh, San Francisco with the 49ers and Shanny's offense, or Rick Dennison in Buffalo. Although he doesn't have the arm strength to to get through the bad weather, but I think in San Francisco, you know, he could be a potential fit. I'd have to find out about what the you know what the wind stuff looks like in the new stadium, but. He's a guy that, that played some under center, did the bootleg, play action. That's what he did. And he's extremely accurate. Extremely, The ball placement is really fine. He gets rid of it quickly. He gets rid of it on time. He's not an in-your-face leader, a big alpha type. But I think it's the same thing with, with Cousins in that he's not going to be special physically. But when you watch – the mechanics of being a quarterback, he does that well. And I'm a big fan of his. But, you know, this is where the draft guys take over with the coaches, and they want size. They want arm strength. There's certain things they want. So I think he could get pushed into the third, maybe even fourth round. But I know Gruden really likes him. I don't know what Gruden said today. But he said I, he was the most pro-ready quarterback, I mm. believe. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think he is absolutely the most pro-ready. And he's better than Josh Dobbs and Richmond Webb. I'm not even sure. I mean, Davis Webb. I'm not sure where this is coming from. Davis Webb up the charts, Josh Dobbs up the charts. Peterman's tape is better than, than both of those guys. Hmm. And Cousins was a guy who slipped to the fourth round despite being hmm. a very high-profile player uh, in college. One thing I noticed from you, you s- just reading between the lines, Ran- Lance, uh, you seem just like a tad – no one wants to say anything bad about Miles Garrett. He's basically, you know, can't miss prospect. But you seem, you know, reading between the lines, just a little dubious hmm. of him as – a monster difference maker as a guy that you can just say this is a unique talent that you just plug him in he's going to be a superstar you seem like you know you're not quite convinced of that that's an accurate reading yeah i my, my grade on him is very very high but it's based on projection over production there's production grades and then there's projection grades projection grades like taco charlton is higher up for me because of what i think he can become and his name and but that's obviously going to be one of the reasons yeah but um so, Miles Garrett, I think his projection, he projects very high. He's fast, he's explosive, he has all the traits you want to see in a pass rusher. I mean, he's got everything. But then when you watch a tape, it's like, I don't understand why he doesn't dominate here. I don't understand why he took the first half off against LSU and then showed up in the second half. That didn't make sense to me when I watched it the other day. And uh, he doesn't use his hands great. But, I mean, I, I love the potential. I think he's got the potential to be a transcendent player and another Julius Peppers. The problem is there's some – there's some Jadavion Clowney floor going on there also where it's high, high ceiling, but there's a little bit more floor than people probably want to admit to. Now, I don't think there's any doubt he should be the first pick of the draft. Okay, so you wouldn't. But there is some – no. So if, you're, if, you, if your follow-up was who would – there no. is no one else that really, to me, would, would fit that. But I do, I do think there's a chance that he's not the best defensive lineman to come out of this draft in five years. We, we may not say he's the best. I think it could be Solomon Thomas. Greg, nice job reading between the lines, though. That's, what I, that's what I try to do. That was impressive. <laughs> you know, you you brought up Taco Charlton, and I want to, as a fatalistic Jets fan, they're picking six, of course, and you look at the top ten. Who do you use like the biggest boomer bust guy? Because I think Charlton might fall in that category. Some people can't seem to to put a peg on whether he's a guy that will be a stud or could could go the other way entirely. Who are the guys that teams are privately afraid of making a big-time investment in? Tacos one, yeah, Tacos one. He's not going to go in the top ten. I have him nine to the Bengals because that's the kind of guy they usually draft. I don't think he'll actually end up being that guy, but um, Tacos a boomer bus guy. Um, Dalvin Cook is a boomer bus guy. 
um, for I think they, you know, the concern is when he gets more money and more time on his hands, how is he going? Is he going to be a pro, mm-hmm. or are some of the influences off the field on him going to be, you know, uh, an issue? Um, he would be one of them as well. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell, Mitchell is boomer bust. Obviously, Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Kaiser, I think both uh, fall under that category. Garrett Bowles, the tackle from. Uh, and Cam Robinson, really, frankly, from Alabama and from uh, Utah, they both fall under the uh, the boomer bust moniker. And I would say there's a little bit of concern about Reuben Foster from Alabama. The, the play is great, but there's some concern about physically how he holds up, and uh, I think that might lead him to be boomer bust. Not because Stay of – Stay there with Alabama – Defensive players every year. Yeah, but um, you know, it's, like. hey, there's a lot of surgeries going on after they graduate. I mean, that's I'm, that's not an opinion; it's just a fact. Mm. And and I think he's one of the guys I believe who had one as well. So I think that is a concern that that medically, you know, can he hold up? I don't think his play is boomer bust. I just think that's one where you you want to make sure he's you know able to be at 100 percent as long as possible. All right, I need one mm-hmm. that we got listeners all over the world. A very popular podcast. I hear, yeah. Wow. I heard, as a matter of fact, can I, popular. can I tell you this? I yes. went to dinner last night with a friend of mine who's an actor named Eric Layden. He's he's lives here, a USC guy. Who uh, he's been in some like he's that guy. If you saw his face, pull pull him up on that MTV. guy. Yeah, he's that guy. You say, wait, I've seen that guy. Do any of you watch The Killing? I stayed away from that show after season one. Okay, then that would be. Enough. I live it. Yeah. Okay. He was <laughs> in. Uh, like he plays roles in. Oh yeah, I know him. He was in uh, uh, the Brink, in the yep. with Jack Black. He was one of the the fighter pilots. He's been in a lot of really like you look at him like wow, American Sniper, Big Love, The Killing. He's been in a lot of gr- oh, great guy. stuff. He played Huge. J Edgar Hoover in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, got jacked wow. up for whatever. That's range. A lot of roles. Yeah, so, so you got the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he got, got jacked up for Annabelle. So, um, <laughs> so he's uh, so we're we're having dinner. He's a huge sports fan too. So uh, he's from Houston. So we're having dinner last night, and the guy comes up, and he's taking our drink order and food and everything. And then you know, and then he leaves, and the guy says he you know, he's he's a well, I'll tell you in a sec. So he comes back by. He goes, "I'm sorry, do you mind if I ask? Are you Lance Zerline?" And I'm like. Yeah, well, why in the world would you know that? And he said, I watch NFL Network, and I'm a big – I also have my own podcast. As a matter of fact, Dan Hansis, I have, you know, he comes – he's come into uh, public school. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, we know. No, he's a good yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a big fan of this yep. uh, podcast. And um, <laughs> so guy. he's got his own podcast. So I just thought – I said – he's like, I'm also an actor. I'm like – and I'm really into the draft. I said, you happen to come to the right table. Because <laughs> we got you covered on the acting front. This is Eric Layden, and I, I'll handle the draft stuff for you. So I was like, "Are you? is it really that popular? And he said, in fact, and this is a quote, Around the League might be the most popular podcast right now of all of the podcasts coming out of NFL Network that originate in the 1 to 3 o'clock range. <laughs> Pacific I mean, that's the type of – right. That was a Good. quote. Goosebumps. Yeah, it was a quote. Yeah, I'll just say that. When I hear that, it's like, we made it, guys. Yeah. Uh, one one Houston uh, restaurant recommendation, and then I know you got to go. Um, I always go with Underbelly. The chef, um, it's, it's not – Fancy dress up. The chef Chris Shepard was a James Beard Award winner, which is like the Oscars of the food oh, yeah. world. And um, all the, the he also opened up a steak place with Whitney Merciless. It's called One Fifth. It's a five year lease, and every year they're going to rebrand to a brand new restaurant. They're going to change. The first year it's a steak restaurant, huh. and it's Whitney Merciless is the the, the part owner. Mm. The second year it's going to be Romance languages, so Spanish, Italian, and French foods. 
Um, third year, I think, is uh, Vietnamese, I believe, or seafood. And so every year there's going to be a, a brand-new theme Sounds eh, overly ambitious. It's very <laughs> aggressive. It's, it's, it's very aggressive. All right. Uh, Lance Zerline uh, does great work. Follow him at Lance Zerline. Is that correct? Yep. At Lance Zerline, and uh, he's all over NFL Network, and .com, his latest mock draft is up uh, on NFL.com right now, and now he has to leave us, but thank you yep. very much. So. All right, boys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Lance Zerline. All right. It was something that was, that was teased on Twitter yesterday. Big fish. We got a big fish, and he is a former number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Now he is an analyst for NFL Network, uh, and uh, by far the most handsome man to be in the studio, let's be honest. Wow, David thanks, Carr. <laughs> Doesn't make that awkward at all, the introduction. <laughs> totally fine. In your, in your cave of wonders here. This is our cave yeah. of wonders. Uh, David, who works on, on the network side exclusively, you were taken aback a little bit by when you saw the conditions in which we work in. I don't know that you guys should have to work here. I think that <laughs> Rich Finally, has, we Rich, have an advocate. Rich has a really nice studio down the street. You guys should just go rent out the mm. space from him, and he should give it to you. These I think all, we need you to, well, you can you know, at least make some windows here, like knock the wall out, bring some natural <laughs> sure. light in, you know, I think oh, you whatever. have, you might have a, uh, a future as an interior designer. <laughs> yeah, You're no. the champion we've needed for you four don't, years. You don't, <laughs> want, you don't want my help. So every, anybody that listens to this podcast knows uh, the drama um, <laughs> that, that has unfolded, at least in my life, Greg has distanced himself a little bit from it. Uh, but um, a quick refresher, Derek Carr, quarterback of the Oakland Raiders and brother of David Carr. Um, we, myself, Dan, and Greg were stunned to learn that we were blocked by Derek. Stunned. And we didn't know why. And we're like, big supporter of the Raiders this season. Love Derek as a player. And at, from that point, it, I, it was starting to eat me up inside. Yeah, so that's we, understandable. So we had just came over and asked me about it. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we did this. It was intimidated. You know, big network star. So Lindsay, who Lindsay Rhodes, who is an occasional uh, uh, co-host guest on our podcast here, came in a few weeks back, and we said, "Hey, well, you know, you're tight with David over on the studio side. Right. Can you put in a word for us to see if maybe David would come on, and maybe Derek can come on, and we can work this out. Let's talk it out." And then I got this voicemail from Lindsay a day later. Dan, it's Lindsay. I just wanted to let you know that I've done my part to help repair the damage that you and Greg have done to your <laughs> yet-to-exist relationship with Derek Carr. I spoke to his brother yesterday. I told him that the two of you were prepared to grovel, and oh, oh. he seemed interested in that. Uh, he seemed open to intervening on your behalf as well. So I've given him your names. He might pass them along to Derek if he can remember them. So if you notice that you are miraculously unblocked in the next few days, then A, you're welcome, and B, David failed because I told him to do nothing until he could come on the pod, hear out your arguments, make you grovel a little bit, and then involve Derek live on the podcast because I am all about promoting your content. So you're welcome. You guys have a good champion there. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. We love She's, Lindsay. Yeah. That was that was a good good find by you guys. It's fitting that our champion throws in four or five pot shots yeah. while she she's doing it. Shots yeah. at you. Yeah. Barbs. She a must have you. That's good. Perfect. So, so here we go. We want to figure out uh, what we did wrong, and if you if you could serve <laughs> as as the go between. Sure. Yeah, I'd like to help. 
I mean, I'd love to help. You guys seem like great guys. <laughs> you have a great right. relationship with your brother. Right. I mean, right? it's obviously come up in conversation at the dinner table often <laughs> when you guys are. We just often talk about out. blocking people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it happens a lot. And it certainly appears like you and Derek have a great relationship. For the most part, we get yeah. along pretty good. Very yeah. good. So maybe you can help us here. I would like. To, I would like happen. to help you. I think that uh, having no understanding of what you guys actually put out there, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit in the dark. But that's fine. Um, I'll do this just out of good faith that you won't say something stupid or okay. inappropriate about the Oakland Raiders or my brother or probably about his children, which maybe that's what you did because that's oh. – oh, oh, no. I'm just kidding. I would, we would, would never do something You would like never that. say that. No, I, I'm just kidding. He, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, he, uh, he, I think he'd be fine with it. I think Greg might do something like that. I would never I know. I know you wouldn't, Dan. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So why don't, we do, why don't we now – geez, let's bring him on. Derek Carr of the Oakland Raiders. Are you there, Derek? I'm here. I am here. Oh, oh my. My goodness. Ask and you shall happening. receive, Dan. There yeah. he is. Derek uh, Carr. You guys reached out to the right guy because if anybody but my brother came to me, it would have just remained a big red X. <laughs> 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 hey, Derek, I mean, I, I know you probably want to ask him, but I'm kind of curious too. Like, what do you think they said, dude? I'm always, you know, I pretty much know if I'm going to block someone. It's like whack-a-mole. You know, you go to Chuck E. Cheese and it's yes. going to pop their heads up. You're like, bonk, and you bop back down. But what yes. did they, you know what they said? Do you have any idea? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, he probably had good reason. No, I, I'm sure he did. I definitely, I definitely didn't do it for no reason. Yeah, uh, no, it happened. They were probably tagged you know what, in the conversation or something. Exactly. You probably got tagged and thrown into something that you just, you know, caught a right hook in between, you know? <laughs> the hook wasn't meant for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm of two minds here because, you know, I don't want to – I don't feel like I should grovel like like Lindsay said. I feel like on some level I've blocked a lot of people. You should just kind of take your block like a man, move on. Like sure. you know, who I don't know why I blocked. <laughs> I did have a theory though that I'll throw by you. See if if this makes any sense. I I was at the Raiders playoff game. Humble brag. Uh, which <laughs> you know, covering the game, which you were you were not at. I believe you were watching it from home, and I thought maybe because the the Raiders are struggling on that day. The quarterbacks were certainly struggling. Maybe I was being pretty hard on their team. I was wondering why Matt McGloin was not getting put in. A lot of stuff. You know, I was being hard on the team that day. Maybe that tweet comes across your path that day. You're like, forget this clown uh, going <laughs> after is, my team during a playoff is, loss. It's possible. It's, it's, uh, it's very possible um, <laughs> you know, that, that that is the case because those are my brothers. Um, uh, but again – uh, we still have no like real proof of why I did it. Uh, you know, the, the it's going to be uh, hard. I, I, it's going to be something hoping, that just looms for a while yeah, was, over their I was heads. Hoping to find out why. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was kind of. I think that was the thing I was most excited about, and to restore your hope in humanity that you know it was just an accident. <laughs> well, I would think I would be confident enough, and I don't have the the money, but you're you're an NFL quarterback, so maybe you could foot the bill on this. Some type of uh, internet like forensics uh, type person that could dig through all of the data, and maybe you could uh, find it and then get get back to us with a reason what we did yeah. wrong. He's got the time. He's clearly got the time. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely not going to do that. So. <laughs> um, but I, w I will say this, like, yeah, because it was – I don't – I'm not sure why I got blocked either, but I did. I will make the statement. A couple things. I am not uh, – uh, I'm far from a perfect man. In fact, <laughs> I came very close when I learned after supporting the Raiders. In fact, we do a little exercise on this podcast called The Team of Around the NFL, and I nominated the Raiders in August and pounded the table for them all year. Uh, so I was stunned and, and a little bit angry and hurt. 
So what I did, I came very close to doing something that I only do when I'm really angry at people, which is declare vengeance against you, Derek Carr. But then you kept on, and this kind of annoyed me, you kept on committing random acts of civic greatness. <laughs> you kept on do these like special moments where you were showing up on the side of the road like a celestial being and I had to I kept on having to suspend any vengeance so that actually maybe saved us here because I didn't act <laughs> stupidly and I, I showed a little restraint and that's maybe kept the door open for a reconciliation uh, absolutely and with me the door is always open um, you know the, the door is always open to fix things uh, we had a certain individual on a Another network that we will not give them any props for and say something completely idiotic, and mm, I let him know. Um, but to his to his credit, he came back and said, hey, it wasn't me that did that. Um, it was something else. And so I just said, hey, no worries. God bless you. Have a great one. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out of my way for him, but <laughs> uh, the door is always open. But for you guys, it was an accident. Oh. You got thrown into something that... Uh, that wasn't yours, but I, I do whack them all people, like David said, yeah. all the time. Yeah, well, I know, I know Wes and I over here, we, we weren't blocked. I'm we, I personally feeling a little left out. Wish you had blocked me. <laughs> so you I can say something crazy. I mean, you know, I, I might have to you. get into the mix. I wanted to be right part now. of the drama, and you apparently think highly of the two of us. So, you know, we'll sit with that. That's okay. I've never, we've no, never I mean, been I, blocked on this side of the table. No, we've we're doing never well. been blocked yeah. by Derek. I so. identify with Derek because I use the whack-a-mole, and I often don't know why I block people when they come back months later. I always figure, <laughs> hey, you tell me why yeah. I blocked you, and then we'll talk about unblocking. That's a good point. That's exactly right. Yes. I agree with that. All right, but how about this? Uh, we propose this, and and Derek, you uh, you seem relieved that that you and Dan are doing better though. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you know, talk relieved. about it. weight off the shoulders. <laughs> how about yeah. I it, I propose it, it's this? Heavy. It's been heavy on my heart. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I I'll propose this. What if we just hit the reset button? In terms of the Twitter situation, that's that I'll propose that, and I, and 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 Greg and myself, we you know. We go into this open eyes on both sides, start over uh, in terms of our relationship. Not I promising anything. Not promising that you'll, you know, be better. Yeah. But I think Derek should drive a hard bargain here and yeah, make, what if, make you promise that the Raiders will be team of ATL there, this year. There are terms there. Now, I feel like Derek okay. should offer some yeah. terms back, right? I mean, I mean that that's that's fine me. and everything. Um, <laughs> we, we can definitely hit the reset button. Um, but you have to mention uh, something nice about the Raiders every time you get on the podcast. Every time. We do three shows a week. We've done over 550 shows. That's a lot of shows. That is 550 plus. <laughs> Raiders plugs. I like it. <laughs> Opportunities <laughs> for great. The man drives a hard bargain. Even if it's a bad day, you've got to pat someone on the back and say something nice just to spread love in the world. I think we, I think we can do that. I would I accept those terms. And that is my main motive is okay. to just spread love. Yeah, it wouldn't compromise the show on any level, so it it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I, I counter guess. with one a week? One a week. One one. Ah, oh gosh. I, I mean, I think that every. I think that I think if you just start saying like, "Hey, it's our podcast. Raiders are cool." I mean, I think that that just goes. Um, so it's like they're replacing our sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. but I mean, it, it's not even that you have to say the Raiders. You can just say something nice about one of my teammates. That oh, yeah, no. okay. It doesn't even have to be on the field stuff. It could be like, no. hey, guess what? Random news: Khalil Mack saved a kitten today. Absolutely. Yeah. Sneak it in there. Be... So we could just make things up. Yeah, completely. Uh, All right. I, I prefer the truth. Yeah. All right. Okay. So a truthful. Okay. Oh, yeah, you want me to? I get it. I I get your vibe, Derek. Uh, you want me to put positive things out into the world, 
And if it's about the Raiders, even better. Yeah. And if it's yeah, true, and- even better than that. Yeah, it just that three times a week it has to be about the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> All right, and who's gonna, I I can agree to this and then maybe hope there's not the the tracking methods. You know, if, what if I mess up? Who's gonna be tracking? Well, I find yourself blocked again. Well, well I think no. I think I'm I'm starting to follow the podcast. So Derek, I can you help know. you. I can okay. help All right. you. All right. I, I suspect, right here. I suspect yeah. Raider Nation will be on top of this. Oh, they will <laughs> make yeah. sure make sure they're like, uh, uh-huh. no, you haven't said anything about Rodney Hudson lately. What, what's up with Hudson? That's right. And All right. You can say whatever you want, but it just something. It take two seconds just to spread love about you know some of my friends. All right. Um, I, I I agree to the I mean, term. I agree to the terms. All right, then you can consider yourself Dan Unblocked. I just did it. All right. Wow. Feel better? I feel feel so good. What about Greg, though? Yeah, well, I got to type his name in. Yeah. (laughs) This is a long, there's a lot lot more. A lot of G's. G-R-E-G-G, Rosenthal. There we go. G-R-E-G. This is... I got butterflies right now. (laughs) You got to spell this one. Spell it for me. G-R-E-G-G-R-O-S-E. E N T H A L. It's got a blue check mark. At what grade level did you learn how to spell your name? I mean, it's a long one. Did you ever mess it up and only put one G, or did you know early on? I knew, because I, I had to explain it. Just that closed down the name. No Gregory. Stop calling oh, gotcha. me Gregory, Mrs. Yeah. McFadden. Oh, I- <laughs> Enough. Staring's Harbor some ill will towards Gregory. <laughs> All right, Derek is. Thank you, in. Derek. Greg, it's done. Wow. wow. We've done it. Wow. We've broken down the walls, and we've start a, a fresh start. I feel yes. I feel good Fresh for starts. you guys. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Spread love. That's all it's about, man. Okay. Derek, yeah. I thank I like you it. and <laughs> and David. Uh, I can't say enough about you. Well, you know, I mean, it's just Lindsay started it. She came to me, and you know, if she vouches for somebody, I'm in. And then <laughs> yeah, all I, I had to do was make a call to my brother. That's easy. I, so. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little uncomfortable with the intro. Um, for David. <laughs> uh, Very fair. <laughs> As cool. we all were. Imagine being in the room. Yeah. But I, I would say that if you compliment David, that that would count as one of the three a week. Okay. Oh, oh, we can get that. Raider done. through blood. Good. We're doing but, good here. But, okay. But, but but let's just draw the line at, you know, let's not get too crazy with that one. Well, with the <laughs> handsome stuff? With the, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll cut back on the handsome stuff. Perfect. That's sort of Dan's bit. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right, all right Derek. Thanks, Derek. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right, David, you did it. And, wow. Um, we will never forget this, and we owe you a big one. Well, you know, it's the thing that, you know, I come here, and I and I do some shows, and you guys are on the same campus, and I can't have – it's like when you have friends that are fighting. You sure. Can't, you can't have that. So you just got – I was always that mm. kid. I was like, you know what, guys? Let's just go over here and sit on the bench and talk about it. We'll figure it out. It's Next the quarterback in you. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. So, You're a great you know? clubhouse guy. Yeah, so that's what we try to do here. So <laughs> Next stop, the United Nations for you. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Need a mission accomplished banner. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. You check out Derek Carr. First of all, you could or excuse me, check out well, you can check out Derek Carr on Twitter at Derek Carr QB. David Carr on Twitter. I think it's David Carr eight, maybe or D Carr eight. I don't Let's know. See. I haven't there is an eight. Yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do his Twitter account wrong already, Daniel. No, eight seconds, you, you know, go. fresh on his radar. Is at D Carr two R's eight. Uh, for David Carr, and David also is on NFL Total Access. I think they put you on other stuff, too. They got you all over there. They them. do. I do a couple of other things, but it's uh, it's fun. And a good yeah. man and a fair man, and we we thank you. We'd love to have you again on, on – uh, <laughs> Talk uh, about actual football yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about football. There we go. The Carr brothers. How exciting. What a moment. Wow. How do you feel? David exits uh, the studio, and I feel reborn. I do, and I, I, I do. I granted, I, I, like I said, I, it meant more to me than Greg, but I think Greg feels a little, bit, a little different today as well. I, 
I didn't know there was a weight on my shoulders, but now it's off. <laughs> and I don't even know how I'm going to focus on being able to do work the rest of the day after that. And Have you learned a little down. more about the power of forgiveness I mean, I think versus it's vengeance? I, a, you know it's what? a good point, spreading love. It's, it's not to be said true. putting that positive energy out into the world. And I think we saw the difference between two quarterbacks in the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and um, I'm sure everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. So uh, let let Derek and David know uh, the uh, on Twitter um, uh, about their little appearance today. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We're coming right back at you. Uh, with our uh, final, possibly our final video show streaming on NFL.com, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but it will be um, a show where we break down the release, and this is Wes's favorite show of the year, of the 2017 NFL schedule. Wes, goosebumps for you now. On the edge of my seat, I'm going to have to try to get through the next 16 to 18 hours without, you know, it, it's sort of like a Christmas morning moment for me. Well, you've got a lot of strength of schedule work to do in between, so a lot of crunching. get on that. A lot of crunching. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. Oh, what a good day. I feel like a new man. Dan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Boss, and La Cid Behind the Glass. Till Thursday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.